Welcome to Sam's Business Growth Show. I'm Sam Dunning, a digital marketing, sales, and business growth evangelist. Tune in and subscribe today as I'll be interviewing business leaders, experts, and entrepreneurs from around the globe. You'll be learning their story, how digital marketing has helped them along the way, and exclusive tips and insights to help you skyrocket your own business. Welcome back to Sam's Business Growth Show. I'm excited and humbled to be joined by Amir Reiter today. Amir is the CEO at CloudTask, a managed workforce provider for growing companies looking to increase their sales, customer attention, and revenues. Amir built and sold his first company, aged just 30. Um, he bootstrapped CloudTask with a 250K seed investment, and he's taken CloudTask from zero to 200 full-time employees and a whopping $5 million in revenue within just four years with no outside investment. Amir, welcome to the show. How are you doing, man? Sam, I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So there's yeah. loads we want to cover today with yourself, Amir. We would love to know three main things, really. Your top business growth tips, your top digital marketing strategies that have helped you grow so fast. But firstly, we want to learn your story so ever, where you grew up ever since leaving um, school, some of the key events in your business life and what you've learned along the way up to founding CloudTask. So if you could start us off through your journey and we'll, we'll cut anywhere we feel necessary, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yes, I, I went to the University of Arizona and my uh, original plan was to become a doctor. <clears throat> so I was taking oh, right, pre-med, okay. yeah, taking, pre-med taking, uh, taking my MCATs and I, <clears throat> I happened yep. to actually get into a surgical podiatric program in, uh, in, in Miami that I decided not to attend and really wanted to get into what I thought was medical device sales because I heard great things about the business. And I said, hey, I can get my, my science fix, my medical fix, and also my business fix. Um, and on that journey, in order to get there, uh, at least in the States, they require two years of business-to-business sales experience. Um, they typically right. look for companies that, uh, candidates that have gone through working for copier companies, um, have almost, you know, been in the field working door to door. So my journey was very interesting in the sense that I worked for a copier company. Um, uh, didn't do so well. I was uh, late to a morning meeting, um, two times and I got fired. Uh, didn't make any sales, but I, did oh, really? I think I was, I think I was 22, um, at the time. Okay. Yeah. And then I worked for a water company, which was a B2B water company. Um, and, we were leasing bottleless water machines, machines that would purify the water with like a, a water line. And um, I did really well at that. And I eventually um, got into owning my own water service company um, called Innovative Water. Um, okay. made, some, made some amateur mistakes. Always try getting the, uh, the fancy schmancy. So at first I said, you know, why, why, get, some, why get water uh, bottleless machines that take the water from the water line? Why not go to the ones that take the water from the air? Uh, ended up buying these machines from China. The quality yeah. was not the best. Let's just let's say. Um, <laughs> found out that you know our whole our whole value proposition was saving people money on bottled water, but this compressor would cost a dollar a day just to compress water um, uh, in okay. the air. So ended up um, learning, you know, quite often. Lesson number one: um, never try to just buy direct from China and get a good price. Always go for quality and name brand. Because yeah, big lesson. It'll allow, yeah, it'll allow you to focus on selling and relationships versus fixing water machines um, every five seconds. So I had a water company, um, and we were financing. We were financing the agreement, so somebody was signed for fifty dollars a month, maybe for sixty months, right? And the paper would be sold to a bank. The bank would do the billing. 
we would get yep. an ump okay. sum of some fund of let's say twenty four hundred dollars on the three thousand dollars of billing over five years. We were able to pay a rep four hundred bucks commission and and collect um, the rest. So it was it was a leasing system, and and we we nice. leased about a thousand water machines. I think we crossed probably one point five million in sales in our first year. Um, cool. and, and that was your first company you've ever built. That was the first company. Yeah, yeah. It's not we a bad like, start, man. <laughs> wasn't a bad start. Um, I didn't know, you know, I didn't, I didn't realize the significance of crossing that milestone and the fact that I probably could have sold the company um, real quickly. Um, but kept so going. How, and then 2000, yeah, go ahead. Just before we get there, how were you able to build it up so fast? Bearing in mind this is your first company, Amir. What were some of the strategies that you put in place? Uh, well, we, so we had a big up. hiring and training um, program where we would hire and train a lot of people and people would know their friend, their doctor, their office, you know, and, and, and they were they were bonus heavy for their first 20 water coolers, right? So a lot of people didn't stay with us that long. Um, so we kind of created right. this recruiting system where people are always getting B2B sales experience, like giving free trials to 20 or 30 people they know working and then moving on to something else. But it created a lot of um, new customers for us. So it was like referrals and networking and all this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and then we also had a call center um, in internal oh, right. five five people. So we had people calling and making meetings. Um, Got it. On okay. The phones. Yeah, and that kind of worked really well for us as well. Awesome, dude. And you mentioned right at the start you were going to go into medical device sales. Um, don't know if you've spoken to a guy called Will Barron, but he often refers to that yeah. on his salesman podcast. Anyway, getting past that, you said you needed two years sales experience. So were you originally just planning to do the sales experience to go back into that? I was. And it just kind yeah. of wandered off. Just kind of wandered off into a water company. Um, the 2008 hit and with the recession, banks weren't financing paperwork anymore. So at that point, um, we lost a lot of our financing, but we had a lot of month. We had a lot of month to month water cooler rentals with people who didn't get approved. who were paying 40 bucks a month. So we had recurring revenue. And I split with my partner at that time and, and I decided to uh, open a supply company on the heels of the water company because I had a lot of hotels um, in right. Miami Beach that were spending, you know, 300 bucks a month renting five water machines. But they were spending thousands of dollars on supplies. So I created sure. Express, which was complete office services supplies. Um, okay. with the idea of let me go upsell. So I was already thinking customer success back then. Yep. Let, me, let me upsell my current customers. Um, had a relationship with me say hey what are you what are you spending on toilet paper paper towels cleaning products right um and that was a interesting um four years of just having a warehouse box truck doing deliveries uh lesson learned don't compete with office depot and and staples (laughs) and the big the big box brands because um one of the problems with supplies that anybody would leave you for a few pennies off the dollar on a on a roll of toilet paper so it wasn't really a, a sure. you weren't able to build a really specialty there it was just products that people were using um so we we weren't really able to grow that business um past a million dollars in revenue um so it kind of was a lifestyle company and then i was uh 30 and decided to sell uh, my water portfolio to a water company keeping supply portions and then decided to get into corporate, a little bit of corporate experience. And I got actually back into uh, medical device for the first time. So I got into, okay. um, All right. I was working for a surgical robotic company doing spine and brain surgery. It was called Missoula Robotics. I was actually recently bought by Medtronics for a billion dollars. So that it was, uh, they had a good, a good story. Um, I started with them and they just went public. Um, and it was a really fun job. Um, not necessarily for me. It was kind of in the operating room and a little bit boring in that sense. 
I can imagine um, the style of sales for medical devices is a lot different to selling water coolers and yeah. office supplies. So yeah, how yeah, could exactly. you transfer your skills that you learned in the water cooling and um, supplies business to kind of a longer sale? Because I guess the well, sales cycle is a lot longer, right? Yeah, I'm like the main skill is just like not caring about rejection. It can work in any sales, right? And knowing your ICP is. So it wasn't I wasn't able to carry over any like specific industry experience, um, but like from, from the core of sales of just knowing who your buyer persona was, that was already embedded into me. So it was easy in that sense. Um, and then the big sure. difference is just they, the, the, the selling price was a lot more and the committee was a lot longer. And neurosurgeons were much different than housekeepers at hotels. I can imagine. Uh, yeah, right. So there, there, so it was, it was, it was easy for me to adapt. I, I won't say it, it was difficult, but I was because I was just kind of able to focus on the people I was serving, and I probably felt more aligned with neurosurgeons and hospitals than I did um, the cleaning products to begin with. So fair enough, man. And how got, long were you doing got, that for? About two years. Yeah. Got it. And, and then um, I uh, worked for Netsuite, which was a software company that I used to use my to run my software company. Um, okay. And yeah, I, I found out from a friend of mine um, how much they were, software people were making, um, and they were doing pretty well. So I messaged a uh, VP on LinkedIn. This is before LinkedIn. It was pretty big. It was like 2013 or 14, and she said, "Hey, my name's Amir. I used to be a NetSuite admin. You know, I I I'd love to work with you guys." And and then he he put me into the the loop. I was per- persistent, and I was able to join the the software uh, the team selling software the software companies, and it was a uh, that was when I started learning about all the SaaS world, right? Um, I was a customer of the SaaS world. I used to use QuickBooks Online and NetSuite, but I never saw, I never knew how vast it was, right? And I see. Um, okay. From that point, I saw just kind of openings in the sense that it, it, there was a big gap between um, BPO, business process outsourcing, and outsourcing, where like software companies were kind of like, no way, my thing is so complicated. Nobody else could do this besides me. And I kind of saw the fact that. I really didn't think so. I thought there was some of the processes repeatable or scalable. Um, they didn't need to be done by somebody in, in San Francisco, you know, especially top of the funnel business development. Um, and that's the point where we launched NetSuite, uh, excuse me, NetSuite Cloud Task 2016, um, really with the goal of helping Series A, Series B SaaS companies um, scale and be able to focus on their product, right? Because it's very hard for a CEO and a founder to be constantly working on a product and also working on um, getting the product out there and hiring Great. the best people. Awesome, man. So you found this kind of gap in the market and that's where you decided to, to kind of boot up and found Cloud Task. Yeah. Um, just before we get to that, for anyone tuning in that doesn't understand Series A and Series B type companies, can you give us a quick snapshot of what that is, Amir? Yeah, so, so uh, basically when a company goes to raise their first round of investment, um, they'll either raise a seed round, which is typically... Uh, around that, that, that has angel investors, which are accredited investors that have X amount of money and they're certified by the government to be angel investors, um, typically individuals and or friends and family. Uh, let's say your seed round is $2 million. There might be 10 people putting in uh, $200,000 each and that's kind of your first investment. Um, a series A is an institutional round. That's your first investment that comes from an institution like a venture capital firm. Um, and it's very easy as, as far as series B being your second investment, C being your third, D being your fourth. Um, cool, man. And then, yeah, that's, so it's, it's a institutional investment from uh, venture capital. 
Awesome. So let's talk through how, how it was founding this company. So you decided to go out on your own. Was it just yourself, Amir? Did you have a team around you? And how did it begin? Was it just few, a few guys in a, in a small office? Or talk yeah, us through the first I, steps. I, I had um, a team in the Philippines I worked with during my Cost Express days named Karen and Matthew. Um, okay. They're, they're husband and wife. And they were with me through my jobs, through my through Cost Express, and then and then I launched Cloud Task, and and they were there in the office of the Philippines, and I had um, my COO who joined on, probably like a year I would say when we decided to go full time. Full time, it was more in uh, more in MVP mode where we were servicing one or two clients um, right. in the water industry, and then I had a um, VP business development come on who got promoted to chief operating officer, and he was a co-founder of ours, moved down to Columbia with me. He's our, our currently our chief operating officer. So that was the core team. Um, and then we went from that point on and, and just scaled and started hiring some amazing teammates. We were got a lot of talent right now on the team. Very proud of everybody. Brilliant. And was it hard work when you first started? So you had a small team of a few people, it sounds like. Was how it are hard you, work? How are you generating only, your first customers? I, I think it's only getting harder. Um, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get, doesn't get easier. Uh, how are, well, we used our own service of... Uh, emailing um, people on, on um, sequences followed by LinkedIn, social selling and calling. So just okay. our own omnichannel outbound B2B sales was how we used, how we grew our business. Got it. Okay. So a blend of digital and um, not digital, really not digital. B2B. No, okay. well, we look at digital, digital marketing. I'm like, we have invested money in Facebook, LinkedIn, um, but never really converted clients um, that route. We, we really use our own service. Most people hire us and we do omnichannel SDR outbound service and we use that on ourselves. Got it. Got it. Could you give us a quick idea of how a typical cadence works for you guys? Is it like email, cool, X? Yeah, I can, right now it could be more of a LinkedIn, like follow, um, connect with the message, follow up message. And then whether or not they accept it or not, it would be an email um, or two and then followed by a call, right? Okay, nice. So we, we like our cadences to start with social right now internally. Um, but some of my cadences start just video. Um, I could be on a video and, I, and, and you know, I, I, I'll, I'll send a video and an email with a follow-up message, um, depending on the, on the ask, right? If I'm asking people to go on a podcast, I mean, it could be just a video with a follow-up. If I'm looking for uh, an appointment, that could be a seven-figure seven um, B2B opportunity. I probably want to call. Makes sense. Makes sense, yeah. man. Okay. And are there any particular secrets or strategies? Because you guys have grown from naught to 200 employees in a pretty short space of time, really. So what are some yeah. of the, as well as utilizing your own um, way to outreach and generate bookings and appointments, as you just explained, are there any other secrets you could share with us on how you've Ooh. been able to grow so fast? Well, I'm going to talk about secrets, but I'm not, I'm not going to necessarily imply that I follow my own secrets. Um, I would say don't target the right customer, wrong customers. Um, if, if, you, if you service startups, great. Focus on startups. If you don't, sure. don't take them just because they respond to you. Um, they'll slow you down. They'll cost money. And that $5,000 a month that you think you're getting will keep you from getting $40,000 a month for the right business. Um, always focus on the accounts that would be the best fit that you can help. And that's hard for me to follow myself, right? Um, and be very disciplined when it comes to calling and actually following through with the cadence um, and, and only run one or two sales experiments and really take the time to measure the results. Um, we also suffer from that where we always have ideas. This is a great idea. That's a great idea. And just running half experiments. So just keep it really simple and small um, and, and consider 
your sales almost like an MVP, um, not just your product, where like this is my minimal viable uh, outbound product. I'm going to email, call, and instead of doing 20,000 people, do 150, right? So you can go through that cadence and, and really follow up with them. And that's kind of, I think, the, the biggest secret that right now in the market, people have a lot of access to so many sales tools that they try to just go wide and fast. And I do as well. Yeah. Um, and, and fight that temptation. Awesome, man. That's, that's some real solid advice of so really homing in on your persona, trying a few different ways of reaching out to these guys and then homing in on those, seeing what gives the results rather than trying everything, kind of keep it quite tight in practice. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And are there any particular highs or lows um, that you'd like to share with us, Sam, of your business so far? Perhaps start with the lows. And yeah. How you got this? I mean, the lows were, you know, I would say for me, just a time where whenever, whenever we lose clients, I think the whole company goes through low in the sense that we don't, we don't look at our customers as like we're selling somebody a product and service and like, oh, he signed it. Sam signed a deal. Like, like we got that guy, right? We, <laughs> we like want, we want all our teams to grow. So I think from a company standpoint, like if we set false expectations or just unrealistic expectations where customers are wanting, you know, crazy results from the beginning. And then we got maybe unlucky with the sense that the people that were hired for that account ended up not working out and we lost that client. That could be a big low for us. We've had a time where last summer where we lost um, four key accounts and just was all avoidable. Um, it was just, it was all avoidable stuff and that was a low for us, um, but we all rallied together and bounce right back and, and learn from our mistakes. Um, and then a high would be um, recently we were able to uh, finalize our state of the art 10,000 square foot office. That's beautiful. Um, nice man. The whole office has changed right now and nobody's there. Um, <laughs> so it's a big, big waste of money. And also uh, we purchased a software company and we're converting right now to a software company. So that was a big, big high uh, moment that happened, um, you know, at the heels of a, a great 2019. And now we're in 2020 where things are a little bit iffy. Bit crazy um, right now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. All in there. Cool. Awesome, man. So I'm guessing in that stage, as most of your stuff is kind of outbound, it would, would I be right in saying your favorite digital marketing channel in that case is LinkedIn? LinkedIn social selling, yeah. I, I did a big, even with my LinkedIn, my NetSuite days, I was connecting with everybody. Um, and that kind of uh, it helped in the sense that now, you know, I have, you know, 27,000 connections around there maybe less um and and growing and it's it, it it's given us a good voice where um you know we have we have people who find us um through word of mouth and it's almost modern seo right in the sense that their people are are inbounding from social right that's big so true so true and for anyone tuning in amir that's thinking of starting up their own business or anyone that's recently started up a business yeah. are there any tips or insights or any golden nuggets that you could share with them to help their business be a success that have helped you? Yeah, I, I might get funding. <laughs> um, I would say, yeah, I, I think getting funding, getting uh, funding that's, that has experience that can advise you is really crucial. Um, and make sure to, to run a minimal viable product and prove your concept before you really go all in developing a product that nobody wants. Makes if it's a sense. product or service. You know, I always find people who want it first, invest in that first, is my advice. Makes perfect sense. And do you have any habits, Amir? Are there any daily habits that you've got or that you follow that you think um, are critical to your success? This is a lazy period for me. I think, I think uh, this whole COVID thing has thrown me out of cycle. Um, I know what you mean. Yeah, I feel yeah, yeah. So this is like the worst discipline time of my life. Um, but typically I was 
you know, waking up at 5.30, going to the gym, um, getting in the office at 7.30 and really getting ahead of emails so that during the workday, I wasn't clicking through emails like I am now. I have 170 unread emails, which is actually a really clean email box. You know, I, I keep mine, I actually keep that number down to 20 usually I get to. So just kind of, uh, I would say a good habit would be working through your emails before nine o'clock in the morning. So you can spend the day talking and having conversations like we are. Got it. Got a solid tip. Awesome, dude. So everyone, you've been tuning in to Sam's Business Growth Show, where we sit down with business leaders, experts, and entrepreneurs from around the globe. We find out their story, how digital marketing has helped along the way, and exclusive tips and insights to help you skyrocket your own business. And what I like to ask everyone before we finish this show is if you could thank just one person, either dead or alive, having a positive influence on yourself and your career, who would that be and why? Oh, that's great. Uh, that's a good question. Um, if I could thank... I would thank two people. Is it going to be one? Oh, well, go on. We'll let it, we'll let it slide. You can thank I'll, you. I'll two people, but with uh, Eric Agmon and Chris Tomek on my advisory board um, for okay. being great mentors and good friends and, and giving me advice 24-7 whenever I call. I'd like to thank them. They're alive. Awesome. Nice one, man. So tell us how everyone can connect with yourself, Amir. Tell us a bit yeah. more about your company and the best way to get in touch. Yeah, CloudTask is transforming into a technology company, but we're a people-enabled um, BPO, processing sales, support, customer success, and support. Uh, and anybody who wants to reach me directly can connect me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, message me. I'm pretty easy to reach. LinkedIn's probably the best. Um, and if you're looking to talk to CloudTask, you can just go right on cloudtask.com and talk to Drift. We have uh, real-time people speaking um, right on chat. So it's easy to connect with us. And uh, Sam, I appreciate you having me on the show. Great stuff, man. The show is sponsored by webchoiceuk.com, helping businesses skyrocket their leads, sales, and brand positioning via results-driven SEO, digital marketing, conversion-focused websites, and mobile apps. That's webchoiceuk.com. Amir, thank you so much, man. You got it, man. Take care. Subscribe today for more digital marketing, sales, and business growth tips from the experts.